0: As for those who want to make technology sexy. All the product developers, designers, UX, UI professionals, product managers, CTOs and CEOs. And it is for you. My name is Dr. Peter Oreska. My friends call me Dr. Peter. I am your host and I am happy that you are here. This is... The second podcast episode on the Car HMI Europe 2023 that was conducted by WeConnect three weeks ago, mid-June 2023 in Berlin at the Titanic Chaussee straße I gave you a quick overview over the, um, let's say, discussions over the presentations that were given in, in the last episode and uh, if you're interested in what's going on there, what was going on there, then you can send me an email under podcast at beyond-hmi.de uh, or any other email address that you may have or on LinkedIn Can you can send me a message if you want to have the report. It's a written report, about uh, 15 pages, with many other details, many other things we have discussed there. And it's free, so just send me a mail and you will receive your copy of that report. As I said last time in the podcast on, let's say, the main event, the main podcast, I had the honor of giving a so-called World Cafe workshop. And in this episode, I want to talk about the results, what we discussed there, the major takeaways um, that we had. So all the things that uh, we discussed in these five rounds of a World Cafe. For those of you that uh, don't know the World Cafe format for workshops, it is usually used uh, to create things. So, if you are got stuck with a product development, or you have the feeling that you should have a closer look at possible innovation at your company, the what gonna we, what are we gonna do next kind of uh, question, if you have that one, A well, cafe is a is a very nice format to to do so. It basically works like um, you have. A certain amount of groups depending on the number of people you have in your creativity group. The minimum uh, number should be four to five groups and uh, you should have at least three to five people per per group. And then uh, these people come to you and um, build groups and then they stand around a, a whiteboard or a flip chart and then they discuss a certain thing and find solutions for a question that you have. Then one person stays at the flip chart or the whiteboard, and all the others move to the next station, to the next cafe that you have. And so you circle around until everyone worked on every cafe. And if a new group arrives, the person that stays there summarizes the results of the group before. And based on that, the other group's... um, Conduct their or bring their input. Conduct their their workshop hour and and uh, bring that in. And we connect adapted that format for their conferences. They are, as far as I know, the only ones that do this. And it's always, I mean, for the for the for the people that run the workshop, it's a pretty exhausting exercise that you do because it's five rounds of thirty minutes each, meaning two and a half hours working with the participants. There is the lunch break in between, which makes it a little easier to stand. But at the end of the day, you have two and a half hours um, that you closely work with the people. And there are between five and 15 people showing up and you discuss with them. You put down the results and uh, then the next group comes and discusses either on the same topic or a different topic based on the results of the group before I like this workshop format because it's a very intense work. It creates a lot of knowledge and it allows me to make contact with a higher number of, of people. And so it was a good exercise. I liked it and a very, very good thing. And the thing we talked about, that is the, the topic of discussion we had was... Uh, the HMI issues, human-machine interface issues, usability, user experience on different levels of automated driving. So that was the idea. And uh, I thought level 0 and level 1 based on SAE. So I'm, I'm working with the SAE J3016 Uh, Levels and zero and one are, let's say, regular driving and there's tons of HMI issues, usability, user experience issues we still have even on that level. But um, that is somehow not really depending on the automation. And so I wanted to discuss automation specific levels. And so I discussed uh, two to five Uh, based on SAE uh, but this is uh, just four rounds and for the fifth round I thought hey what what is beyond level five what do we have is there a level six and if there is a level six how does it look like what what do what do drivers users humans do on level six so those were the five rounds two to six and uh, we were discussing all these things of uh, yeah, usability, user experience, uh, HMI issues on these different levels. I believe that the automation of the driving process is completely redefining the relationship between driver and car, between human and rolling robot. Up to now, we have automated many things in cars, like automated gearboxes, rain sensors, window lifters. All that is automated on different levels. What we see today is that we grab into the core relationship, that we redefine the core driving procedure. So Lateral and longitudinal control of the car on the road and in traffic. This will have consequences on the HMIs, on the interiors, on well, on the entire um, yeah, relationship between car and driver and the entire technology, the architecture. Let's put it that way, on the architecture of the interaction between car and driver. And this is why I believe this is super important uh, to talk about it, to think about it. And so I brought this one up. And uh, I mean, I've talked quite a bit about all these issues here in the podcast connected to automation. But uh, since that is something really, really new, um, I think I can't talk enough about all these things. All right. Um, let's start with these levels. So I had for each of, of the five levels that I have identified that I have I wanted to have a look at, I had a group between 5 and 15 people. They showed up there and we discussed this in a pretty, pretty casual manner. Let's start with SAE Level 2. This means um, the car is doing longitudinal and lateral control by itself in certain situations in well-defined traffic situations and well-defined contexts. And the driver... Needs to be in the control loop all the time. So they need to be in the loop, and no doubt about it. I see level two as a highly dynamic relationship between car and driver. So the car is doing something, and suddenly the lane markers and and then you have a beep tone, and then you have to take over as a driver. Um, so it's, it's very dynamic. So it's constantly changing. So it's basically the question, first of all, who is doing what and what's going to happen next? How long will that last that this car, uh, will do things by, by itself? I've been driving level two cars, different level two cars in the past months and, uh, thing here, one, one of my major problems, is that very often the solutions we see today in cars are, let's put it in a friendly way, um, that they have room for improvement. It's far from being optimal and uh, far, far it's sometimes very, very uh, confusing what you see there. And this was one of the points we discussed, so we got into this pretty quick. And uh, so one of the key results, the key takeaways we had was that we need standards in the HMI design. So we need a universal design language that shall be applied over all brands. And this includes um, the ISO telltales so that you have a number of safety relevant driving relevant icons um, you know the telltales from uh, the indicators uh, from from the headlights from uh, the, the the seat belts so they in every car you have more or less the same icon on this and they are defined by the ISO the international standardization organization and um, so the clear takeaway is we need this for icons on automated driving as well. So the standard, uh, the, the, the timing behavior shall be standardized. So how will handovers be made? How will takeovers be designed? How, how can we do this? And today you sometimes have, um, yeah, a, a, a simple drop-off um, in different situations. So I drove a car lately that was, um, on level two was able to break down to zero. So if um, there's a car in front of me and it breaks in a traffic jam, for example, down to zero kilometers or miles per hour, then it's, it, does, it does this as well. And a few days later I drove one um, that drops it at 20 kilometers per hour. And suddenly an, an icon pops up with a foot stepping on a brake and saying, hey, it's your turn now, you have to brake now. I don't do anything anymore. And, First of all, the second version is definitely not a very nice behavior. And it is totally different from the behavior of, of the first car that I was driving a few days earlier. There was the key takeaway we need also need standardizations on these timing behaviors. One communication mode shall be designed carefully and used in all cars. So again, the standardization overall cars. And one key takeaway and I think this was because there were many researchers, university researchers and industry researchers in the group or in uh, in that particular group, they said, we need more research and I can fully support this. We need to know more to understand the dynamics in the interaction between car and driver on level two. The next group then discussed Level 3. So Level 3 is basically like Level 2, but you are allowed to pull yourself, if you are the driver, you are allowed to pull yourself out of the control loop. So the car is doing lateral and longitudinal control in a certain number of well-defined situations. And uh, you can you can let the car drive and then... Pick up your smartphone and, and, and check your mails, or take a tablet and do things, or uh, take an ebook reader and read a book. And yeah, all those activities you are allowed to do if you are able to return to the driving task within a couple of seconds. <laughs> so, this is uh, the definition of level three basically that you can return. Um, In a short time, and uh, the automotive industry so far has agreed on uh, times between three and five seconds. One problem here is that there is research showing that until you have a full situational awareness in a car, in a complex traffic situation, it may take up to 120 seconds. So that is... Enormous. There's an enormous difference, but we know uh, these two figures: five seconds on one side, 120 on the other side. So yes, big, big problem. And so we define three meshes. So we define three key takeaways. The first one is user training, and I find this even on level two very good. But uh, it came up on level three um, that we need to train users. When I'm driving one of these cars, at least a little introduction telling me, hey, this car is doing this and this is doing that, and these are the dangerous points, and this is where it doesn't work properly. Take care of this and that. That would be very good and and very safe uh, to have this, to create an awareness that uh, this car is driving and uh, to get an understanding what it is capable to do. This car can brake to zero or it cannot. If somebody tells you up front, hey, this car will will, uh, break down until 20 kilometers per hour and then drop the driving task. If you know that, it is not that nasty anymore and you can cope with this. Then um, also, same thing like on level two, it came up that a well-defined and research-based timing of the handover procedure needs to be applied. So not only just dropping the task and then doing this thing and... But it is important that uh, there is a one single handover procedure that is working all of our brands, car brands, uh, that is always the same, that is standardized, and that is based on research results, not on technological capabilities, not on marketing input, but it is defined on research. And the third one, pretty similar, giving multimodal and complete information. So the, the, the device uh, uh, is interacting. The, uh, let's put it the other way around. If we allow the driver to pull out of the driving loop and he or she takes a smartphone or a tablet or an ebook reader, that device shall be connected to the car. And uh, Mercedes, uh, Mercedes trucks, Came up with this idea already a few years ago, six, seven years ago, and I said, okay, um, if you are if, you, if you're allowed to work with one specific device that is somehow connected to the uh, to to the vehicle, then you can show on the device a hint, uh, maybe even a detailed, or not too detailed, but a description, telling, hey, there is something in front of the car I can't identify. Please take over. Or I see the end of the lane markers coming. Uh, please prepare to take over because I will not be able to drive. Then the driver gets uh, pointed towards the real important points. Towards the uh, uh, to do, During the handover, you can work out where the focus of the driver shall be in the next seconds. So, the device, the smartphone or the e-book, ebook reader or the tablet, shall be part of the multimodal warning system. On level four, um, level four is like level three, but with longer handover times. So, the car can drive basically everything by itself. So, the uh, number of driving situations is pulled up to almost everything. And the takeover times are not seconds, but minutes, which is a slightly different scenario. And um, yes, um, these cars will be able to drive, uh, they they will almost be from a a technical level. Level four cars will be almost on level five on fully autonomous driving. Yeah, and uh, this may then end up uh, with a situation that uh, the handover situation is very, very seldom. So maybe you drive two or three or four years in such a car without ever driving manually. And then the drivers may have uh, difficulties in finding and using the required controls. Um, they will fear to fail. They will feel insecure. All those were the points we discussed in that group. And uh, we were feeling pretty pretty um, un- unsafe uh, about thinking about such a procedure. And so the solution may be that you avoid transaction at all. That means moving up to level five directly to fully autonomous driving. No interference ever required. Second one, the second key takeaway was design a smooth transition with a lot of support if possible. So being very limited and the choices drivers can make indicating him or her what uh, buttons to be pressed, um, how this or that should be used so that you warm up. I mean, we have a few minutes so that you have at least a little warm up and and explain the problems in in an appropriate way so that uh, it is clear what to do and support users in what to do. And use a context-sensitive and transparent communication. Communicate well to the users and tell them exactly What to do. Yeah, and then uh, we moved on to level five with the next group. And uh, when I have a look at these people mover concepts that are shown there, I mean, to be honest, I find them very often as sexy as a dentist surgery. This is uh, not not what we want. I mean, we have a seat in there and maybe we have some handles and people sit or stand on these people movers and they're moved around, they're driven around and... To me, it always looks like we are driving around empty rooms. The alternative could be that, uh, I mean, we, we know where the user is. We know the posture. We uh, have a good idea about what the needs are, what, what people really want to do in these uh, cars, in these uh, uh, rolling boxes. And uh, yeah, so, so we could do much more. In this this was the basic discussion point. We can do more uh, than just transporting human bodies around. And one thing we discussed was um, can we can we design some inputs um, to control the driving style of the vehicle? How can passengers indicate that a change of the route? is required so i'm sitting in one of these cars that drives me from a to b and suddenly i receive a call and uh, somebody tells me no you need to go to c first and not to b and then you need to change the route how can you do this or if you need a bio break or if you want to buy some food and and that those are the points and then uh, we also discussed on how the entire entertainment or edutainment or education can be controlled. Do we move everything to private devices or do we or can we use the fact that we have this vehicle instra- infrastructure and is a fully connected car, it is fully autonomous and we may have big windows and we have comfortable seats and Is there a chance to use that to create an extra portion of user experience? The interior shall adapt to the use cases, the preferences, locations uh, we are in. And once we discuss this, it's all about personalization. So the entire experience shall be personalized from booking a vehicle to the your car use cases, down to payments and feedback procedures and everything shall be personalised in this. Yeah, With the last group, with the fifth group, I discussed uh, Level 6 of uh, autonomous driving. So what is beyond this? And of course, this is not defined in an SAE standard. Uh, SAE stops at Level Um, 5. I invented that one to stimulate the thinking of what is beyond what we see today beyond today's ideas of driving uh, there were basically there were a couple of ideas so one one of uh, said okay if we drive uh, fully autonomously our bodies on level 5 then level 6 maybe the travel of souls instead of our human bodies so making it making travel fully imaginary and fully digital this could be level 6 Another participant said that level six could be like uh, being carried around like a toddler on on the back of his or her parents. So you don't need to think, uh, you don't need to make uh, make any decision making, but uh, you always have the feeling of full safety and you will always arrive where you want to be and where it is good for you. So this, I found this picture pretty interesting of saying, okay, can we move travel, even physical travel to a level that I don't, I don't even know that I want to travel. I don't know where to go, but I will always end up where I love to be and always have a positive and uh, fruitful and nice uh, user experience. And the last idea we discussed was that level 6 maybe level 0. And I mean if if until we have a level 5 fully implemented it would take at least 30 to 50 years from now on. And then level 6 uh, next level uh, beyond this and uh, then maybe le- driving on level 0 meaning being in full control of the car being able to drive it. ...to press a paddle and to accelerate and to press another paddle to brake and to have a steering wheel near. That may be a totally exciting and new user experience. And this is a bit like the situation we have with horses today. So they they were the major mobility device until about 150, 120 years ago. And then they were replaced by cars. And today... Riding a horse is an expensive hobby. Uh, Maybe that is the analogy we can use for future mobility on level 6. And okay, if you want to drive by yourself, you need a driving license, you need a car, you need to go to a closed track, you need to do this and this and that. And by the way, it is super expensive. But since you are a rich guy and uh, it is your hobby, you will be ready to pay for this. Yes, this was a quick summary of uh, the workshop, of the Café workshop I gave at the CAR HMI 2023. I found it very inspiring. A couple of new thoughts came up. I always learn when I'm together with these uh, participants in this kind of workshop format and I enjoy it. And I hope I could transport that with the major results that we have on the different levels from level 2 to level 6. Don't forget, I can't repeat it often enough, Um, there is this report available. If you want to have a copy, send me an email, let me know about it. You will receive a free copy by email. That's it for today. Thank you for spending time with me. I hope you were able to take something with you and... Do something for yourself that will be forever. For an unknown exchange, you will find me on LinkedIn and on my websites, beta-rusker.com and beyond-hmi.de. Write me an email on the podcast at beyond-hmi.de. You know Tune in next time, take care and stay healthy.